Um, we have Robert and Tam. I, I've been trying to say Tamara, all Tamara Nichols. I've been trying to say it for two two <laughs> days. Is I've been saying it right for five years, but the last two days I've been saying Tamara. Uh, it's Tamara, correct? Yes. It's nice when you say it right in front of people. <laughs> so anyway, uh, they we have been friends. Why don't y'all come on up here? So Robert and Tamara have been friends of ours for close to five years. I was at uh, Keith Moore's church at the Branson Victory Campaign, and we were sitting close to each other for that week, and that was almost five years ago, and um, met these guys. It was one of those meetings where it's just like, you know, you're kind of supposed to know each other and do something in the kingdom together, and it's been like that constantly for five years now, and so we'd see each other at conferences, and it'd just be a blessing. And um, so here, one of the things that was nice is uh, the things that the Lord, the levels that the Lord was leading me to go to, uh, I... I can't talk to everybody about that, but I could talk about that with these guys. Um, they, were, they were hearing the same things from the Lord, the same levels, and the same draw by the Holy Spirit to reach higher, to go all in and everything and be obedient. And that really blessed me, and, I, and hopefully I've been a blessing to them. They've definitely been a blessing to me. And uh, so earlier this week, y'all called and said, hey, we're in the, we're in the area and we're going to come to church. And, uh, and so I just started praying like we talked about, and the Lord said, just give you basically both the services and uh, let you flow and just uh, whatever the Lord wanted to do. So a couple of things uh, that I wanted to tell you about. First of all, uh, Brother Copeland's uh, magazine, uh, this is this month's um, November issue. And, um, you know, it, that guy's familiar. You know him? So <laughs> anyway, he's got an awesome testimony uh, where God uh, saved him and really saved his life. It was miraculous, and uh, you should definitely read that if he wants to tell you about it. But um, the Lord's hand is on these guys and favor, and I've seen it firsthand where God's, God is blessing them. And uh, you've done things that, that look like they didn't work, and then the Lord turned them, and they did work, you know. And you've been in areas where you know, people didn't know you, but God knew you, and he showed up. And I've seen different things, and, and I want to hand you uh, the, the rest of the service as quickly as I can, and y'all just flow however you want to minister. Uh, but one of the things that we do is every single week, uh, we pray for a different body of Christ. Uh, because Boomerang's not the only one. And uh, we, we are not the best body. We are a part of the best body. So every week we generally pray for a different ministry close by. Uh, and, but with y'all being here, I just want to see if they will agree with me for the blessings of God and favor of God to be poured out on you to higher and higher levels. So will y'all agree with me? And uh, let's, let's bless them, all right? So, Lord, right now we just lift up Robert and Tamara and... Father, yeah, thank you, Lord. Your word says that Jesus prayed himself in all faith, without any doubt, that we would be kept from the evil one. Lord, your word also says that no evil shall befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling. And right now, Lord, we agree in Jesus' name. May they be kept by your prayer, by your faith, Jesus. May they be kept 
in every way from the evil one. And if they are kept from the evil one, there is no lack. There is nothing missing, nothing broken. But all the fullness and the blessing of God be in Jesus' name. In their life, in their ministry, in every part of their future, may nothing be taken away, but everything added by the heart and will of God. May it be done on earth as it is in his heart and in his authority in heaven. Lord, we just thank you that the blessings would manifest that favor would even rise higher, Lord, that they would see clearly and understand who they are in you, the fullness of their inheritance, and be strengthened with all might to walk in it in every way. We praise you for what they're called to do. We praise you for what they're called to change. We praise you, Lord, for your glory that will be manifested through the nickels in every way. We praise you for it. And we give you the glory. We agree together and it shall be done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. So, well, we love you. You got a mic. Here's another one if you need it. And uh, just flow. I'm looking forward to hearing. So we love you so much. Thanks for being here today. So, yeah, love you, man. Love you. Yes, sir, you too. Praise God. Everybody hear me? Yeah. Amen. I'm just going to move this over to the side. Raise this up a little. All right. Praise God. Uh, as Pastor Brian mentioned, uh, we're blessed to be here. And it, we didn't know initially when we left home, <laughs> almost 16 days ago, that we'd be making this stop. But the Lord led us here, so... Uh, we just desire to be obedient. So as he did, we, we called and, and let him know, said, well, we're going to be in service. Um, we're not asking for a place to preach, but we'll be there. And if you hear of the Lord something, we'll be willing to uh, step up to the plate and deliver what the Lord has for us to. Amen? So that's what I endeavor to do today. I, I received the word from the Lord for you guys. Uh, so I expect, and I stand in faith with you, that you're going to receive answers uh, to questions you may have had, um, no matter how big or how small. Amen? So I'm just going to go ahead and pray as we continue. Father, I thank you for this precious privilege and opportunity once again speak to your body of Christ. Speak to your children and to relay exactly what you'd have me to relay through your Holy Spirit. And Father, we claim right now and confess that our hearts are good ground and that our hearts are open to receive exactly what you'd have us to see and exactly what you'd have us to hear and that we will plant that word and it shall grow in our lives to the place where everyone around us will be able to see the harvest and the effect of it and that it'll be able to help them as well. So, Father, we just thank you and praise you, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding and leading us today, and we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, I'm going to perhaps talk a little fast, but I'm glad it's uh, recorded, so if you have to go back and get the tape, because I'm just going to keep moving, because I want to make sure I get everything in that the Lord desires for me to get in today. And one of the things when my wife and I, we go to minister anywhere, is that we don't inform the leadership where we're going on exactly what we'll be teaching on. Because, first of all, a lot of times we don't know until the Lord gives it to us. 
And also besides that, we don't want to be influenced or influence that leader to do any particular thing that day. Just be led by the Spirit of God. Well, Pastor Brian is led because he was all over the topic that we're going to talk about today. And if you're taking notes, the, 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 the title of today's message would be called Honor the Gift. Okay, honor the Gift. And we're going to be talking about how we are, as, as members of the body of Christ, how we are supposed to be honoring um, the gift that God has placed in our lives. And in return, the type of honor that God is looking to pour back onto us. Um, now understand, we're not going to do this in our just flesh. The only way we're going to be able to do this is to be led by the Spirit of God, to do it accurately. Okay, and that's the only way you should desire to do it. Okay, don't try to just do it on your own and let's see if it's going to work. No, we're going to determine today that we're going to step into these things that we hear wholeheartedly, uh, gung-ho, and we're going to see the fruit appear in our lives for the obedience. Amen? Amen? So like I said, the title would be Honor the Gift. Now I'm going to be using my Bible, using my iPhone, using a couple different translations, but you just stick with me, we'll get there. One of the most, oh, one other thing before I get started. <laughs> Understanding that as we hear from the Lord, okay, in any time, through any message, as you read your Bible, through prayer, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, it's going to be one or two things. Either it's something that we may not be doing yet, okay, and that we need to start doing. Well, it could be three things. It could be something we don't need to do. But we're talking about on the other side, the good side. So it could be something we haven't started doing yet, and he's prompting us, hey, start getting into this. Start walking in my word in this direction. So, or you could already be walking that direction, but he's still going to prune you so that you bear even more fruit, okay, in that same area because there's no limit with God. So as you listen today, just take that into account. Each one of you knows in your own heart which, one, which side of that fence you're on. Whether you haven't been doing it and I need to start, or whether, praise God, I'm doing that and I'm encouraged, but now I can do even more. Okay? Amen? All right, so what we're going to be talking about is honoring the gift. And honoring the gift, and I'll get to who the gift is in a minute, or who the gifts are, but honoring the gift is one of the most powerful and effective ways to gain access to or to draw out the anointing of God, revelation from God, and the blessing of God. Okay? And, and it's through, through honor. So I'll read it again. One of the most powerful and effective ways to gain access or draw out the anointing of God, revelation from God, and the blessing of God is through honor. Honoring, now here's the gift, the man or woman of God that he is saw fit to give you. Amen? And like I said, I, don't, I haven't spoken to Pastor Brian or Pastor Nicole about what we're teaching, but it's about them. But it's about also your relationship to them and God's relationship to you and them because we are a body. We're not disconnected. We all have a part to play. And we're always going to be blessed for playing our part correctly. <laughs> all right, now I'm going to give you a couple definitions or a few definitions for honor. Number one, the esteem due. The esteem due. Number two, an expression of respect or high estimation by words or actions. An expression of respect or of high estimation by words or actions. And number three, any act by which reverence and submission are expressed. Now, sometimes believers have a problem with that last one, okay? Any act by which reverence and submission 
are expressed. And Pastor Ryan mentioned about leadership uh, conference that's going to be coming up, or a leadership meeting. And that's one of the things, if, you, if you've ever been in the military, or if you've ever been in type, any type of law enforcement, you understand that aspect of honor and submission. Regardless if it goes in agreement with what you feel or think at the moment, you understand, I have to put that aside and obey the order. Okay? Well, that didn't come from law enforcement or the military. That came from the kingdom of God first. Because we have to remember, it is a kingdom. And it does have order. And that's not going to end. That's where we're going to spend eternity as believers. So we might as well start getting used to it now. All right. So for our first scripture, let's turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation mostly today, but also some King James, some Amplified. Well, this is going to be out of New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 8. We're going to find out what are those gifts. We're honoring the gift. We already said, the man and woman of God, this is a message for Boomerang Church. Yeah. I know it's online. I know other people may be hearing this at other times and other moments, and they can take it and adapt it for them. But this is a word for you guys. So you'll hear me may say, okay, Pastor Nicole and Pastor Brian, maybe a lot, because that's who we're talking about. Right. Yeah. First under verse 8. It says, that is why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Verse 11. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So they were given by who? Jesus. They didn't go up to the buffet line and select what they'd be called to do. They were anointed and appointed by him. So because of that, and they were appointed, why? To equip God's people for you. They weren't anointed that role just so they could enjoy it. Any pastor. They were anointed to help you as the body of Christ and to equip you to do the things God has prepared for you to take on in this earth and to have the type of blessed, more abundantly life that Jesus sacrificed himself to give you. Now for them... They have to have leadership who they're listening to who helps strengthen them. So everybody has to fall in line. <laughs> Me, as a, as, a, as a five-fold ministry, I have a pastor I go listen to to be strengthened and to be equipped. Okay? It never ends. But that's very important. Like I said, the fact that they didn't pick themselves, but Jesus gave them. He selected them. So we must seek the Lord, and that's very important. And I believe Pastor Brian, he mentioned to me earlier before service how Things have been happening and prunings have been happening and how, how him and Pastor Nicole spoke out and said, listen, if you believe you're supposed to be here, this is your church, we are your pastors, then make sure you show up. But if not, go find out who it is because that's the only place you're truly going to grow to your fullness. So it's not about keeping people around them, but it's about keeping the right people here who are, have been sent here. Okay, so as 
members, as the body of Christ, that is your, your responsibility to seek the Lord and to make sure and find out which gift belongs to me. Because they're not all for me. All right? A lot of you may have got here today in vehicles. Well, when you go to leave, it's going to matter which vehicle you get into, correct? You just can't get anyone out there unless you want to see the sheriff later. You have to get into your vehicle. Or if you have a spouse, you're not just going home with anybody. But you're going home with your wife or your husband. <laughs> so how much more with your spiritual destiny, your eternity, that Jesus would not take the time to perfectly select the one that is just for you? Because he knows exactly what you need, exactly what you're going to be going through. And he sends exactly what you need through that gift to you because they're not in charge of it. They can't turn it on and off as they feel. It's up to you to draw on that anointing, and it will come out even when they're unaware sometimes. That's happened to my wife and I several times. Okay, and, and I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but one thing with honor that we have to understand as believers is that there's levels to it. It's not just simply on and off kind of thing. It's not just up or down. There's levels. And what do I mean by that? Like I mentioned, that's happened to my wife and I where that gift has been, that anointing has been called upon us even when we didn't know it was being called upon. And the example was we had been speaking with a young woman and she had, been, had some questions in her life, what direction she should take, um, what things she should do. And she was looking if she should perhaps start this business or not start this business and should she change some things. And she's just discussing it with us. We felt, you know, kind of just um, kicking around ideas, some people may say. In our minds, that's what it felt. But in her heart, she was sincerely seeking the Lord and was asking these questions because she is going to make decisions based on what she's hearing. Yeah. So as we're just talking and we're going back and forth, and I said something, she said, that's it. <laughs> that's just shouts. I'm like, what's it? It's like, you just said it. Well, I guess I had just said the name of her business, what it should be called. I didn't realize I even had said what I said. But it clicked in her spirit, and she was on it. And she has bore fruit to this day. That business is up and running, and she's moving forward and prospering in it. So that's why I mean an example where that gift is not always in charge. They don't know when it may be active or not active. It depends on how you approach them when you approach them. It matters how you view them in your heart when you're around them. And like I said, there's levels, okay? I don't wanna, I'm not going to go through all the levels quite yet or, or some of those different levels. I don't want to jump ahead, but there's levels. But back to what I said earlier. How, if it's so important that which car you get in, which spouse you go home with, it's very important which spiritual leader belongs to you, which one has been given to you. Right. And it should be that personal to you. Right. That's my pastor. Yeah. <laughs> that's my gift. Yeah, that's right. It's not that, oh, that's just a pastor. No, that's my. Yeah, right. Not maybe the guy over there. He's a pastor. Yeah. But this is my pastor. Yeah. Yeah. It's that important, okay? And, but once we find out which gift is ours, then that's the one we need to hone into. Yeah. A lot, Pastor Brian has mentioned right now, we've, we've traveled, you know, in the past, but now we're into, I mean, heavier travel. And we have a lot of opportunity to fellowship with a lot of different parts of the body of Christ, a lot of different believers. And one of the things that we see kick up, especially nowadays, with technology, like we're using technology, technology is excellent. But just like anything in this world, it better be put in its proper place. Okay. So you have thousands of people watching this service right now. But maybe not all of them should be. Maybe some of them should be where they're supposed to be or listening to another man or woman of God. 
okay? But because of technology, sometimes people feel, well, hey, it's so easy, it's so quick. I can go down, I'm going to listen to my pastor this morning. Then I'm going to go home and I'm going to watch this guy over in California this afternoon. Then tonight I'm going to watch this other preacher from Texas. And then I got a couple CDs coming because, you know, they hand out free gifts. I got a couple CDs in the mail, get here Monday, and I'm going to listen to those. Well, if you don't know who, which gift is yours, and you just, although they all are gifts, and you just combine them all, even though it's all the word of God, and it all could be true faith teaching, once you mix them together, you don't really start to become efficient or effective in any of them. Because there's so many different ones there. And we have to make sure we're not involved in that. Be satisfied with the gift you have received. Because trust me, God can give you everything you need through them. Regardless of what it looks like on the outside. Because some people look at the outside and say, well, we don't have this type of ministry. And I really feel I need to get into that. So that's why I got to listen to this guy. Because he's got a, a, a food pantry ministry. You know, so I need to, to, to send money over there. And then this guy, they have a, a, a different daycare and a school. And I really feel God's teaching me. Well... You don't need, God didn't plant you here to cause you to have to separate. Stay where you are. Believe God that if it truly is him, that he loves you that much, that your leadership will evolve and they will receive in the Holy Spirit. And if that needs to start here, then they're going to hear that and they're going to start it. And you can be there ready and primed to go. So when they're looking for somebody, well, but who would we even have do that? I mean, I haven't even, I will. You're right there. You're so on fire, ready for it because you've been believing for how long? Okay. So understand, every man and woman of God that has been given to us by Jesus, and I have just decided to call themselves, but been given by is a gift. But are they your gift? That's what you have to make sure. Because we meet, run into a lot of believers. They're listening to a lot of different pastors and preachers, but they're still not being effective. They're still not seeing what the Bible says we should see. Okay? Even though they listen to word preachers. I mean, there's scriptures in the Bible that talk about how Judas went and hung himself after he betrayed Jesus. Correct? But then there's also scriptures that says, go ye and do likewise. If we put that together, we have a problem. So you can't just combine anything and everything, even though it's in the word. So know that. Know that. If you know I'm supposed to be here, those are my pastors, that's what I'm on. And I can take a cue from that. If they have, listen, they're not, they're not selfish. They're not trying to, uh, 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 um, like I said, grab a crowd around themselves. He's already mentioned at least two other, two other speakers uh, besides myself just this morning. Yep. If they have a source that the Lord has led them to say, hey, this is a trusted man or woman of God, and they tell you about it, well, praise God. That gives me confirmation. That person's okay then. Amen. That wouldn't be going out of you know, my comfort zone. That wouldn't be just seeking after with itching ears trying to hear different words. Yep. You know, my leadership has directed me to say, hey, this would be a good thing. Yep. Praise God. I can go to that. But when you just are seeking it on your own and you're just, like I said, getting itchy, check that. Check that because it won't lead to a good place. But it will have a lot of activity, which then leads to frustration because I've been doing so much, but I'm getting very little fruit. Okay? Very little fruit. Sometimes you hear that with people who work jobs, you know, and they work overtime. A lot of times where we're from, people get upset working overtime. They say, ah, I don't want to work too much overtime. Why? Oh, because they just tax me even more. Or my overtime money, it's a higher rate of tax than my regular paycheck. So they put a limit to, that, to, to the, how much overtime they'll work. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. Who wants to do all this work in the body of Christ and listen to all these tapes and I'm doing all this stuff and I'm doing this plan and that plan and I'm reading all that, but yet I'm still no better off. I don't see any more favor into my life. I don't see any more blessings happening. God didn't design it that way. He designed it quite the opposite. Yeah. Take minimal effort a lot of times to get the biggest blessings. 
Because it's based off of his grace. It's based off of what he's done for us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So, like I said, we're not going to combine too many different things here. We're going to focus on what's ours. Now, once we've discovered who that gift is, we must honor them. If we desire to get the fullness out of the relationship that God has provided, because as we honor that gift, we're honoring God. We're honoring God. Let's turn over to Matthew chapter 25. Oh, yeah, I'm going to sweat. You guys may be not used to me seeing me. I'm going to sweat. It's okay, though. I'm used to it. I'm, I'm going to drip all over the place. I get excited. Matthew chapter 25. But I appreciate it. Thank you. And we're going down to verse 40. This is Jesus speaking. Okay, he's talking about when he returns. And it says, And the king will say, I tell you the truth. It's still a New Living Translation. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Amen? Yeah. Matthew 25, verse 40. So Jesus views it as, whatever we do to the least of these, it has been done unto him. Let's go over to Matthew, still in Matthew, but go over to chapter 10. But down to verse 40. Speaking to the disciples, he says, Anyone who receives you receives me. And anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. All right, verse 41. If you receive a prophet, now we're about to get into some levels. I mentioned earlier. Verse 41. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive a righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. Verse 42. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Amen? Amen. So we can see right here, honor automatically comes with what? Reward. Blessings. And it's not that you're doing it to try to receive those, but it's automatic. You can't separate it. You can't jump in the water and not get wet. It's just an automatic thing. So don't think, well, I'm just being really humble. I just want to honor you, but no, 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 I, I won't take that. You know, you bless someone and they want to, uh, uh, you done some really good job and they want to bless you. They want to give you a tip. They want, oh, no, sir, no. That's just ignorance. <laughs> if you're going to live according to the Bible, you, you'll be being ignorant. Because Jesus didn't say do it. He said, when you honor, it will come with reward yeah. on several different levels. Yeah. So don't try to live opposite of the word. Yeah. Now let's get into the levels. The first one, let's go back up to verse 40. Actually, no. I'm going to go reverse. Let's go stay down to 42. And if you give even a cup of cold water, it's one of the least of my followers. You will surely be rewarded. Okay? So obviously, he's saying one of the least of these. That's a level. Like we said, in the kingdom, there's levels of honor. So that person is on a certain level uh, from the viewpoint of the kingdom of heaven. 
Let's look at verse 41. But he says, but if you receive, hold on, excuse me one second. All right, no, okay, I'm good. 42, let's go up to the second part of verse 41, okay, where it says, and if you receive a righteous. So if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. That's another level. I believe in some other translations, the first one we read about at least of these, it says even one of these children, okay, a cup of water. So children, it talks about them who are underneath leadership. You could consider you would be above them. They should be honoring you as an elder. But then you have, he talks about here, a righteous man. So someone on your same level, another brother and sister in Christ. And then, of course, the beginning part of verse 41, he said, but if you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. Now, that's another level. That's on that gift level because no one can just become a prophet. But they had to be assigned by God. So this is where... I mentioned earlier the testimony who the, the young lady who was speaking to my wife and I about what she should do about her business. She wasn't just viewing us as Mr. and Mrs. Nichols she was coming to discuss her issue. When she came in her heart, she was seeing Pastor Robert and Tamara Nichols. And because she honored us on that level, she got an answer on that level. and She was awarded on that level. Okay? Some of you here, and now... I'm going to go through these briefly because I want to go ahead and, 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 and get them over it because today, like I said, the Lord sent me to speak about honoring the gift. But that's not the only people you ever honor. We're not talking about just honor your spiritual leader and forget everybody else. Okay, no. The Bible talks about honor on all sorts of levels. Okay, husband to wife, wife to husbands, children to parents, parents to children, bosses to employees, employees to bosses, us as citizens in this world to the government. A lot of people don't like that one. Especially not where, where, where we're from. I mean, they'll be a believer all day long, Sunday, but come Friday and they see the check, like I said, the taxes, or when they see that property tax coming to mail, now the government is the devil. And it's like, uh-uh, Bible talks about that. Okay? So there's a way to see it, and you still have to remain in honor. Or the police, there's been a lot of that stuff going around in the news. People want to do marches and all that, and I may get into that. Um, may get into that. We'll see. But uh, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, and you're going to walk the way the Bible says, regardless of what your emotions are telling you, regardless of what history is telling you or the news is telling you, you have a decision to make. How are you going to respond to this situation? And if you're going to do it in honor, then the Bible will show you how to do it, and that's what you have to do, even if it's tough. Yeah. Even if it has you looking different from everybody else around you. That's okay, because you'll be the one getting the reward that looks way different than everybody else. When they say, well, how did you get that job? Well, how did you get the promotion? I wasn't the one standing in the corner cussing the man out. <laughs> I'm the one that did something different. So I was rewarded differently. Yeah. That's the way it works. And God is faithful. He'll never fail. Right. You ain't never going to work for God and not get what he promised. That's, That's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't, don't back off from the reward because it has to come. Right. So honor is covered throughout the Bible in all kinds of ways. And that's something that we have to... Uh, 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 pay attention to, and that's something that you will, even in each in own individual lives, make sure you're doing. But like I said, today the Lord sent me to talk about honoring the gifts as far as your pastor. So I'm not going to go in through at home with your children and your husband's eyes, but you read your Bible and you're going to run into it. Yes. Amen? Yes. All right. So honor on all those different levels. So talking about pastors, spiritual leadership. 
Some of you, for instance, they're children. Have the opportunity there. Oh, man. Almost said they're more blessed, but they're not more blessed. But it just may seem like it. Why? Because they have an opportunity to honor them on two different levels at once. They can honor them as mom and dad, as the Bible says, and they can honor them as my pastors, my spiritual leader. So that's a, that's a great place to be in. But some of you as well, or even with each other, they have the ability to honor each other just as spouse, husband, wife, which is excellent. But also on that next level of pastor. So it's good. Okay, but so, so that's what I mean by levels. Some of you here, if you're related, you have that relationship. Even if not, hey, they can be friends. They can be buddies. They can even be mentors. Those are levels. Or you can go to that highest one, that pastor. My spiritual leader, that's how I'm going to view them. And if I'm going to view them that way, and I'm going to seek the Holy Spirit to help me do it and get it right, and I'm going to, as I'm reading my Bible, do it the way it says to do it, then there's certain things I'm not going to perhaps do around them or say around them. There's certain demeanors or there's certain um, speech. Something about me is going to change to line up with how I view them. And there's more of a lackadaisical attitude Sometimes when they happen to be hands-on and nice and friendly, but that's good. They should be. But they can still be your, they don't have to be your friend for that. They can still be your pastor who is friendly. And you can still be a member who's friendly, but I don't look at you as my friend. I honor the gift. I look at you as pastor because that's the type of reward I'm looking to get back. I want the highest reward. Why take anyone in the middle? Although they're all good, if God has given me the chance to take the best, I desire the best. Okay, now that may change your speech just by adding that, that, that one word in front. Oh, hey, look, that's Pastor Brian. That may just be a change for you. I don't know. But if you're doing that in sincerity, if you're doing that out of recognition, you know what? God has shown me that. Yeah, I need to change that. Stop saying, hey, Brian, hey, Brian, hey, Brian, Pastor Brian. That's a start. And like I said, we're not going to be able to do this just in our own flesh because guess what? Sooner or later, Pastor Brian may do something you don't like. So if you're doing it just out of your flesh, if you're doing it just out of some fake obligation, that's going to drop off real quick yeah. once you get aggravated, once you get annoyed, once Satan maybe comes to buff it. That's going to end real quick. So we're not going to do that just out of our flesh, but we're going to do it uh, out of our sincere hearts, asking the Holy Spirit, you show me how to do it. You show me what to do. Because when you do that, when you are able to honor that gift, when it comes into your presence, we're going to go through some, some, some examples in the Bible we see with Jesus. It's like you are in control. We talked about it earlier. They're not in control of the gift, how much they can pour out or pull back or when it comes on, when it goes off. You are. They could just be trying to do laundry at home. (laughs) And you happen to stop by and say, I just wanted to bless you today. And I wanted to give you this. And next thing you know, an hour later, you're still there at the house because they're just, the Holy Spirit is just pouring out of them. And you're receiving stuff that, wow, the answers. Stuff I've maybe been praying about for a few months. Here it comes. And it didn't come out on Sunday. Or you may run into them at a restaurant. And this starts to happen. Because you are, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna t- you tell the waitress, I'm covering this table. Bring the check to me. And they find out who did it, and they come by to say thank you, and all of a sudden, boom. Answers start pouring out of them. Yeah. You're in control. This is what it's like, okay? 
when you are in the presence of your spiritual leaders that Jesus has given you, this is not random, okay? Whether you either honor them or whether you view them just as common or the way we look at it, kind of dishonor them, it's like you being on a couch watching television, okay, with the remote. The more you honor your spiritual leader, it's like you're turning up the volume. You're going to hear everything going on in that movie. It's going to be like just blasting. I mean, depending on how much you turn it up, it's blasting. I mean, they can get to the point where you can't even hear anything else happening in the room. All you can hear is this movie. You don't hear your phone ringing. You don't hear maybe the microwave going off or the oven timer. You just hear, all you hear is this movie. It's just blaring at you. And you're, picking, and you're getting all of it, though, because it's so loud. You're, you're receiving everything coming out of that television. But when we view our spiritual leaders as just common or we dishonor them, we think, oh, we can talk about them when we get home. We can talk about how we would do stuff so different if we was in charge. Or we can talk about how I didn't like the way they did that last week. That doesn't seem, eh. It's like you're sitting on a couch, turn the volume down. And as you're sitting there, depending on what kind of movie it is, let's say it's an action movie. Okay, you may hear the explosions. You may hear the yelling, some of those parts. But as soon as they go to just talking, you're like, what? What, what did he say? You, you can't barely hear it. But the thing is, you can't get off the couch. You're stuck to the couch. So the only thing you have is that remote. That's going to that honor or dishonor is either turning the volume up or down. How does that relate? As you sit here with any service as they're preaching to you, Yes, you may physically hear the words going into your ear gates, but if you're honoring them, the revelation that's coming out of them, it's yeah. blaring to you. Yeah. You're receiving answers to almost every question you had. You are just hearing revelation. You're seeing insight you didn't see yesterday, even though you read that chapter 25 times. I never saw that. Did you hear? And you may talk to the person, like, did you hear that? Did you see it? But if they got the volume turned down for them, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, he read Matthew 25. Okay. <laughs> I heard that. Because it's individualized for yeah. every person. Yeah. It's according to your heart. And as you honor them, that volume is turning up and up and up. And you're just receiving more and more and more revelation for the Holy Spirit through them, through that anointing. Yeah. And like I said, it'll get to the point where it's getting so good. you you, you got to share it. You're telling people, did you hear last week? Did you yeah. see that? And that's how you get people so excited about hey, you need to come to our church, man. I'm telling you, there's answers there. But it's according to you. And they could have been, the, 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 the anointing, the gift was in them, giving answers the whole time. But you just finally decided to turn your volume up. So you started hearing yours. Because just like on that couch, when you turn up the volume on that TV, in your house, that thing is blasting. But everybody else who's watching that same show all around the country, did their TV volume change? No. It didn't cause the actor in there just to start talking louder all of a sudden. <laughs> and everyone in America hears this guy getting loud. No, it's individualized. According to your heart. So the more you honor, the more you'll get out of everything that has to do with the gift on their lives. The anointing on their lives. Because it was given for you to strengthen you. To prepare you for your life, your future. That God has already predestined. So that you can have that life more abundantly. And that's when people will start to say, well, how do you? And then you can start to tell them. Along with, of course, tithing and doing all the things you're supposed to know. But I'm telling you, it's a key point, And it's a key tool in the body of Christ, honor, which 
is happening less and less right now. It's something that, that Satan has caused to, that believers have decided to fall for and allow to be diminished. Okay? Just because of, like we talked about, some of the technology, some of the things that are so much now easier to do, when back in the day it was like you couldn't do that unless you, you went to this man or woman of God because they were the, the ones doing it right there. So you really had to sit under them. You had to learn. For, but nowadays stuff is so easy. I mean, if you say 20 years ago to have your own weapon, to be, to be broadcasting all over the world, Live? You couldn't hear about that no 20 years ago. Not happening from everybody. There were a few doing it. And you know how much money it took? And huge satellites and all kind of things. Yeah. But nowadays people say, oh, I can just do, I can do it on my own. You know, I can study up on that on the internet and figure out how to do it. I don't need to actually sit and learn from it. Almost like, you think about it, an apprenticeship. Right. In the day back, way back, they had to sit and learn from the person who has proven over time they know how to do this. So let's get under them and let us learn how. Nowadays people say, well, I want to learn how to do it my way. That's not what Jesus said. That's not what he said. So, like I said, sometimes we, that, that technology can get in there and you figure, well, you know, yeah, we can do that. It's not the same. Why? Because there's a spiritual connection. There's revelation. There's anointing that only is released by God. Pastor Brian Mercedes, sir, there's an honor that only comes from God that you will not be able to find anywhere else. It's not in fame. It's not in money. It's not in popularity. Okay, it's not in the, the, the cover of the magazine. There's an honor that only can come from God. And that's the honor we should be seeking because that's the honor that will be sustainable. That's the one that can't be wiped away when things in your life seemingly change. I mean, you can have all the family you want in this town, but what happens when you move halfway across the country? Who knows you there? Are you the biggest giver in that church? Not anymore. Are you known in that restaurant? Not anymore. You got to wait for your table like everybody else. Two hours. You know, so that, that glory, that fame, that honor, that goes away quick. Yeah. What happens when the owner of that place sells it and moves? Yeah. Well, I used to come here and they always help. Well, we don't know you. <laughs> We're the new owners. We're the new owners. So it's an honor that only comes from God. And we just discovered, we talked about how the gifts we are given are given by Jesus. We talked about how when we honor them, we're honoring God. And how Jesus said, when we do it to the least of them, he receives it as we're doing it unto him. We talked about how Jesus and God views it as those that receive the ones Jesus sent are receiving Jesus, and the ones that receive Jesus are receiving the Father. Okay, this all flows up the line. And we talked about that there's different levels of honor. How are you going to view your gifts? Whether you view them just as my buddy, you view them as, yeah, great, they're a great mentor, or do you really view them in the highest way as the gift God has given? Pastors. Right? And we talked about honor. Let's go over to, um, let's go straight over to John. Let's go to John. The Bible talks about give honor to whom honor is due. Well, let's go over to John, chapter 5. I'm going to look at my time. Oh, that's good. I'm moving fast. <laughs> John, chapter 5. Go down to verse 44, still in the New Living Translation. Oh, this is so good. Listen, this is good. And I hope you guys are receiving it this way. This is good because this, 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 these are answers for you. Okay? If, 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 I mean, how many people are, are going into extreme debt and ripping their hair out over what, if they can get into the best colleges and getting all these student loans and, and, and they're putting themselves through all this Hustle bustle so that they can get into the most studious establishments so that they can learn the highest 
education there is to learn so that they can participate in some of the most lucrative jobs that are in the world and that they can learn how to invest and get this, this seemingly what they feel is great return on their money and then get, start playing the stock market and all this blah, 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 blah. And all you got to do is come and just receive of the Lord and you've just received your next investment opportunity. And it's simple. <laughs> you didn't have to get in debt to do it. And that's how you got to view this. You're like, listen, God has just given me another way to increase my income through learning how to honor the people he's put in my life. Because it comes, I just read his word, he said, it comes with reward. And that's no risk reward. That's not up market, down market. It's no risk. Guaranteed. All right, back to John chapter 5, verse 44. Jesus says, no wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Okay? So he was talking to them, the religious people of that day, saying, listen, yeah, you go around doing all these things that are seemingly great, but all for each other, in your own little circles. Because the guy you invited over for dinner last week, he's going to invite you for dinner next week. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy you let ride and give him a ride to work and guy riding a car this week, yeah, he's going to carpool with you next month. So you're only doing things to those people that you can look to give back from. But that's an honor that's just from man. He says, but you don't care about the true honor that comes from God and God alone. There's an honor that comes from God alone. There's favor. There's things that he can put you. <laughs> My wife Tamara and I, I mean, the favor that God has shown us, no money could buy. No status could have gotten us into the places that we've been invited to, the things that we've seen, the meetings that we've taken place, the words of impartation that men and women of God have given. There was nothing that could have put us in those positions but the honor that God was deciding to show us. Because a lot of times those people in the physical didn't even know who we were or they didn't even know we would be there. But as the Holy Spirit alerted them, and they were looking to be obedient, so they did what he showed them. And, and a lot of times, they don't even know how huge of a blessing it was to us. Because, like I said, they're just being led by the Spirit of God. They're not looking for thank you cards or thank you notes that may come or all this you know, congratulatory stuff out of us. They're looking just to obey the Lord. And they said, hey, the Spirit of God told me to do this, so here you go. But that's an honor that's only coming from God. They couldn't have dreamed it up. They didn't know we'd even desired it. Amen? So we know that there's an honor that only comes from God. And that's the honor we should be looking to receive. Now, it can come through men. That's fine. But it came from God. No different than that birthday card you got in the mail. You don't thank the post office man or the, or the post woman for delivering. Oh, thank you so much for my birthday card. It's not from them. I'm just delivering it, man. <laughs> I didn't send this. It came from Aunt so-and-so. So you get on the phone and call Aunt so-and-so and thank her. So it's the same thing. So you, but you're polite enough to thank the mailman for handing it to you. So praise God, as this honor comes, yeah, you thank the person that came through, but you don't end it there. You know the source. And you give him praise. Amen? Now, honestly, honor, like we, we mentioned earlier, it comes out of our hearts. It comes out of our hearts. And that's where we have to make sure um, we keep it coming from. And not just, I mentioned a little earlier, not just do it out of routine or just out of the flesh uh, or just from our words only, our lips. So let's turn over to Matthew chapter 15. 
Matthew chapter 15. Still New Living Translation, I'm starting at verse 3. Uh, let's start at verse 1. Let's start at verse 1. It says, Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, Why do your disciples disobey our age-old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand-washing before they eat. Verse 3. Jesus replied, And why do you by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God. For instance, God says, honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. For I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own traditions. You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, and they teach man made ideas as commands of God. All right? So we have to, Jesus is speaking here, and he's explaining to them, You people think you're honoring, but you're not. You're actually breaking God's rules. Okay, based off this man-made idea you're drumming up as God's word, when it's not. It's a tradition. And because of your tradition, you're ignoring what the word actually says about the matter. Whereas, if they were referred to the Holy Spirit, they could have found a way to still honor their parents and give to God's work the way he sought for them to give. There's always a way to do it right. If you do it, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, not out of your flesh. Your flesh is going to make you make a choice. That's what I said earlier about how, praise God, I honor you, Pastor Brian, until you make me mad. <laughs> now I have a choice. It has to go one way or the other. It's going to choose. Okay? Or as long as you're doing what I would like you to do or whatever else. But if you seek the Holy Spirit, you're okay with every way that it may go. You're able to stay in honor no matter what happens, whatever pops up, whatever situation may occur. But it's not going to be dependent upon our flesh. So we're not going to give an honor that's based just out of our lips. Because we know it's not going to work. So I'm telling you now, you'd be better off just to be quiet and do nothing than to fake it. <laughs> Don't waste your time faking it. But when you decide, I'm going to do it for real, even though you may mess up along the way, that's fine. You just get up, clean yourself off, keep going at it. Once you've decided that, go for it. Because with your willingness and the Holy Spirit's teaching, you're going to hit the mark. And don't be concerned about how long it takes or how it may look to others around you. Okay? Because that's one thing about honor is that you're honoring them may not look like my honoring them. Right. Or your husband's honoring them. Or your sister's honoring them. That honor is based off of your heart. Right. Now, if you're married, of course, you are one. And you can get together and honor together. That's fine. But there still may be certain things that, guess what? The wife would like to bake a pie. The husband would like to change his oil in his car. It looks different. Fine. But you don't try to compare. Yeah. Right. But we're going to have to go to the Holy Ghost, and we're going to get that. We're going to have to go to the Holy Ghost to find out, okay, Lord, well, how would you desire me to honor them? I'm going to do what I can clearly see in the Word to do. I'm going to be respectful and do the things I've clearly been raised to do and be polite. But I know there's even more. So, Holy Spirit, I ask you to show me. What is the more? How, what else is there? And you just listen for it. 
And as you move forward, he'll show you. And don't be concerned if it's, well, just buy him a pen at the store. Well, praise God. That's excellent. And then next week when you hear somebody bought him a car, don't feel bad. You just bought a pen. Because you obeyed God. You did exactly what he told you to do. And that person that bought the car did exactly what God told them to do. And you both are going to be rewarded on that same pastor-prophet level. In the flesh, it just costs you less. But God doesn't look at that. Because <laughs> he's going to have you do what you're able to do. Through him. Through him. Not just in your flesh, because somebody else may say, well, go mow a lawn, go do this, go do that. And you're like, man, but it's hot and I don't want... If he told you to do it, you're able to do it. And there's going to be rewards coming with it. So that's why it's individualized. You seek the Lord to know what is our part? What is my part? How can I? Like I said, for some of you, first step may just be put pastor in front of his name. And you might have had, listen, and understand, I'm not saying you were disrespecting him by just saying Brian. But there's still a better way. There's still a higher way. So why not take advantage of it? I mean, you had two gas stations next to each other. One is 10 cents less per gallon. You're just going to pull into the more expensive just because? No, you're going to say, hey, I mean, they're both selling the same gas. I might as well save 10 cents a gallon, right? Why not? It's not that there's anything wrong with the more expensive gas. But if I have the option, let me take the higher way. So that's what I said. We have to seek the Lord and his, by his Holy Spirit and the Scripture to truly find out how to honor the gifts in our lives because he's the one that set the standard. Like I said, not us. He's the one. You may look at that and say, buying a pastor's car, that's too much. What about me? I might even have a car. Or maybe my family's struggling and we're sharing one car. And I got to take the bus half the time or I got to Well, who's that talking? Not God. That's the flesh. That's the enemy trying to get you off of that thing. Because he knows if you do it, you're going to end up with a car. <laughs> if you even, and not even if you do it, if you even are in agreement with it, if you even are rejoicing along with those that are rejoicing, you're setting yourself up for increase. If you can just agree with it, even though he didn't have you do it. So the enemy is going to try to come in and tell you, oh, that's not necessary. That, who said? Right. Well, I've never heard of a pastor getting that before. I've never heard of someone. That doesn't matter. Right, yeah. We didn't set the standard. That's Man right. didn't set the standard. God did. That's, right. that's why we have to go to him to find out. Yeah. And that's the same thing for your lives. Don't get caught up in that. Oh, I don't need all that. That's too much. No, it's not. That's, right. that's why Jesus died. To give you life, that's why he came, life more abundantly. You heard my wife mention earlier, not just in, in the prayer we prayed, not just to the full. Full is good, but overflow. We serve an overflowing God. Why? Because he wants you to be able to have other people on your heart. So that you're not consumed with your needs. You're like, man, those are done. What else can I do with this, Lord? Who else can I help? It's not just enough to have your home paid off. But where are we going to go on vacation? He wants you to think about that too. And that may seem even far-fetched from where you are, but that's okay because it's all-inclusive. It's part of it. And as you take a step by a step by a step, he's just going to reveal you more and more. Your life is just going to get better and better as you go down this road. Your pastor, as pastor, uh, pastor Brian was saying, as you uh, uh, change that direction towards God, it's just more and more you will be increased because it's a guaranteed reward that comes with honor. This is not a hit or miss thing. This is not a works for some believers and not for other believers. This is an automatic. But it's only to those who believe. Only to those that believe. 
Let's turn over to 1 Timothy. I'm going to give you plenty of scriptures today. Because you're going to see it's all throughout the word. God must see it important. And like I said, it's, 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 it's a tool that, unfortunately, it's kind of believers are not using as often as they should. Not as often as they should. And I mean, it has, and it has nothing to do with age. I mean, we're younger than a lot of other ministers that we're around. And sometimes we're amazed or shocked at the fact that, wait, they don't know this? Or they're not practicing this? How are they letting these, all these opportunities go by and they're not activating it? I mean, they have needs in their lives. They're believing God. They're, they're praying. And this is one of a surefire way to get answers. And you're just letting it float away? It's like, why? Honor these gifts. Honor these men and women that have been set before us. Because it wasn't by chance. It's not luck. But it's a powerful, it's one of the powerful tools. And it feels good. Even, even if it didn't come with a reward. To us, it feels good to be able to bless someone. To be able to see them receive from us. To see them increase. To see them receive joy. I mean, who in here does, hasn't given someone a gift and hasn't felt good? You don't give them a gift and say, oh, I hated every minute of that. I'm glad Christmas is over. I'm so tired of giving gifts to people. It feels good. You watch your children open up. You watch your spouse or your wife. Even if it's just a card, it doesn't matter the size. It brings joy to your heart. So it's, it's a two-way street. Just, just jump in. Just jump in. Did I give you guys a scripture? Yeah, I think I did, right? First Timothy. Okay. First Timothy, did I give you the chapter? Chapter 5. Now, this is what I'm going to read out of the King James, and then I'm going to read out of the Amplified. 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. I'll read it again. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who are labor in the word and doctrine. And now out of the Amplified. It says, let the elders who perform the duties of their office well be considered doubly worthy of honor and of adequate financial support, especially those who labor faithfully in preaching and teaching. Now, anybody see my name next to that verse? No, because I didn't write it. This came from the Lord. We just talked about how who sets the standard on what your honor should look like. God. And it spells it out right there. Well, he says, the ones that labor in preaching and teaching are worth double honor. Well, what does that look like? What's double honor? You may not even show what single honor is. So we're going to have to go to the Holy Spirit to find out. It's very simple. Don't go around guessing. Don't go around. Once again, you'd be wasting your time. But ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. And then trust that he is. So now as you go about your day, if you prayed that prayer, if you asked the Holy Spirit to lead you, and now you... Walking through a store and you sense, hey, I should maybe do this. Hop on it. But Lord is the one who said this. Not just honor, but double honor. And he knows what that standard is from each and every one of us. We don't know until we tap in, until we ask. Okay? But, I may not go there, but we're, we're, yeah, we will go there. Okay. Let's go over to Luke. 
chapter 7. Because we're going to see an example of honor for the man of God. Luke chapter 7. Still reading in the New Living Translation. Starting at verse 1, we're going to go 1 through 10. It says, when Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, he returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer who was sick and near death, when the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does. He does, they said, for he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. Now I'm going to stop right there. This is a story of the centurion who sent. Now some, some, some different uh, 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 translations may say that the man himself asked Jesus. This translation said he sent some elders. Either way, just like that birthday card that came through the mail, whether he sent someone to talk to Jesus or whether he talked himself, it was still coming out of his heart. Right? It's still the messages from him, so don't get caught up on that, whether he was there or representatives were there. It was still coming from this centurion, this Roman soldier. He's coming to see Jesus to help out because he has a servant at home that's sick and is going to be dying. But the Bible says, it just tells us right here, that he sought out respected Jewish leaders to send to him. Now, do you all, number one, let's look at the honor that's here. Number one, you're talking about the conquering nation talking to one of the conquered the Jews were slaves to the Romans. They were considered a lower class of people in most times. Okay? So he didn't have to ask him. This centurion, if he truly desired to, he could have just sent some soldiers to grab Jesus up and bring him. He wouldn't have had a choice. But he didn't go that route. Because why? That wouldn't be an honorable thing to do. So not only did he not wield his authority that he possessed, not only did he allow that to take a back seat, but then he didn't just send anybody to Jesus. He sent respected Jewish elders. Now, once again, he had a choice. He could have just rounded up any group of Jews that was nearby. Say, hey, come here. I got an assignment for you. But that's not good enough. He had to take time to find these respected elders. They're not all just sitting somewhere like at a grocery store. You go pick one up when you need it. He had to go seek. Where, where, where are they right now? Do you know who I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a Roman. He's not into this culture where he knows where they are every day or he's used to their routine. They're not his buddies. So he had to go through and do some searching because he had the right perfect men he wanted to send for this job because he desired to get the absolute result he was looking for. So he not only put down his authority and then just go send for him and have him brought, he then put time into it to find the right representatives that would be the most respectful messengers and ask them if they would go ask Jesus. And on top of that, we can see that this centurion must have had respect just for the whole Jewish race because these guys are giving testimony of him to Jesus. Saying, if you're going to help anybody, help him because he loves us. He's built us a synagogue. He's done this. He's done that. So he's shown, he has honor in his heart. That wasn't forced upon him. He didn't have to. And on top of that, he probably took a lot of flack from his other brothers and people he knew for doing this stuff. They're like, man, what, what, what are you, 
What are you kowtowing down to these, these dudes for, man? We, they're nobody. They're nothing. What are you seeking them out? Who are they? And you going to bring them, let them come to your house? Do you think his other buddies in the Roman army were pleased to hear that? Probably not. But it didn't matter. Because he knew, because I'm willing to do something different, I'm going to get a different result. He's going to get the result he's looking for. So where do we stop? Verse 5. So let's pick up verse 6. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my, my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I am not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go, or come, and they come. So once again, we talked about how he could have just sent for him, and that's it would have been a done deal. And they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And when the officer's friends returned to his house, they found the slave completely healed. Not even just getting better, completely healed. Because of this centurion's faith in honor in Jesus Christ. The man, but understand, at that time he's walking the earth. He's not walking the earth as God. He's walking the earth as a man of God. A man in the flesh who is obedient to the scriptures. So he's walking the earth as a pastor, as a preacher, as an apostle. But because this centurion showed him that honor, and that's another thing too with honor, honor is never separated from faith. And faith cannot separate from honor. So if you're believing for things, if you're confessing things, and it doesn't seem like they're, 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 they're really coming to pass, and it seems like you've got a roadblock, check your honor. Because that faith is not going to work too well without it. You can't say, I mentioned this a little earlier, about the government. The Bible talks about the government. All you do all day long is complain and whine and whine and complain about the government, but then you go in your prayer time and you're believing for that new promotion at work. Right. Yeah. All we do is complain, complain, complain about our parents or our spouse, uh, but yet, when I go on Sunday, I'm believing God for that brand new car. You're going to have some problems. It's going to take a little longer than it should. Because <laughs> you've got to get this in line. It's not separated. We're in the body of Christ. We're in the body of Christ all the time. <laughs> we're in the kingdom of God all the time. Yeah. Not just when we're in these walls. Right. So honor and faith are always going to be together. So because of all this honor, this insurance on Jesus, he turns around and says, Listen, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Out of all my disciples, all my followers, all these Jews who have the word, have the scriptures, I haven't even seen them believe like this. But yet it got him something extraordinary. Now, I'm not going to turn there because uh, uh, I know when we kind of quick on time, but a little bit, a little bit after this, uh, once again, there, there's another gentleman. You guys know the story about Jairus, leader of the synagogue. Okay? What does he do as Jesus is coming into town? being thronged by all these crowds of people. He seeks him out because he's got a daughter at home that's sick. And he needs answers. But when he comes to him, once again, he didn't just order some of the guys from the synagogue, hey, go down and get him. No, he went and sought him out. 
when he finds him, he falls to the ground and beseeches him and begs him. In front of all those people there. They're like, what are you doing? That's like the mayor coming in here and just falling down. Oh, let's say uh, Pastor Brian's over at City Hall doing something. And the mayor comes running out of his office and just falls down on his feet. Says, Pastor, please, will you pray me out? You think the people are not going to think, what is wrong with, what's going on here? His secretaries, his advisors, what, 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 what is he doing? Who's this guy? I mean, why is the mayor? Well, because the mayor understands. My answer is in him. The anointing is a high office. So this, this gentleman, Jairus, he didn't mind that everyone saw him. He knew he needed answers. And because he honored him and because his heart was sincere, Jesus agreed to go with him. But yet even on the way to go with him, here comes another person with honor in their hearts. Now there's thousands of people crowding Jesus right now. But yet all the rest of them aren't affected yet. They see him, they're close to it, but they're not affected by that anointing in him. This one gentleman who came and found him and fell before his feet, he's about to be affected by him. His daughter's about to be raised up healed. The woman with issue of blood that interrupts Jesus on the way to do that miracle, she comes out and she is beseeching him. She's searching for him with honor in her heart. Because she's even told herself, if I can just get and touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch his clothes, I know I'll be made whole. So she breaks all rules that were set for that day. She comes out the house not worried about what others may think about her, whether she's going to get stoned or not, to go beseech him. And when she gets to him and she touches him and gets to him with that honor in her heart, boom, it draws out of him. And out of all those thousands of people around him, he could tell the difference between the ones that were pushing and tugging and thronging him and the one who touched him with faith. Between all those people that were there. So no different. Thousands, billions, millions of believers that have graced this earth, the Holy Spirit knows, God knows which one of us has honor in our hearts. And you will touch him with it. And you'll get the results. Don't worry about how big a crowd you are in. Trust me, when God has answers to get to you and you are sincere, he will call you out of the balcony to come forward and receive what you need. The Holy Ghost always knows exactly where you are. Yeah. And, to, do, and, 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 and to, to, to go right here with this point, I'm going to get into a couple of these examples briefly. Right on that point of Holy Spirit knows who you are. My wife and I, we were told by the Holy Spirit, this was back in September last year, September last year, to be in Texas at Eagle Mountain Church for a Sunday service where, end of August, in 2014, to be in this one service at Eagle Mountain Church, in Texas, Fort Worth, for a service that Pastor Jerry Savelle will be preaching. And that's our pastor. That's what we were ordained through. And we said, okay, we heard this on, I believe, a Wednesday. So we said, well, you know, checking flights and this and that. I said, well, that's, this last minute, that's going to be a whole bunch of money, and we have time, so you know what? We'll just, we'll, we'll drive down. We can be there. So we pack up the car, and we head down. Now, Lord said, for this, this one service, we're in Connecticut. Like I said, this is about 30-plus hours, depending on traffic and whatever else. We hit the car, boom. And we're going. We get down there. We didn't know if we'd have a hotel, not have a hotel. The Lord let us. Boom, we had a hotel. We stayed that one night, freshened up, went to service Sunday morning. We got there on a Saturday night, went to Sunday service morning. Went to service Sunday morning. We didn't tell anybody we were coming. We know people at the ministry, but the Lord didn't say that. We said we're not here to disrupt what they may be doing. So we're just here to receive what we're supposed to receive. And also, the Lord had told us we needed to speak to Dr. Savelle. So we said, okay. And, and to um, his wife, Karen Savelle. So we arrived. We were sitting towards the back in service, 
Service went well. It was an excellent word. So after, we said, okay, well, let's go over and let's ask the ushers if we may speak to Dr. Zavell. He has time because the Lord told us to come. That's why we're down here to hear this word and speak to him. Well, by the time we got to an usher and they got to back, he doesn't have time. They're heading out and they're not going to be available. Okay. Now, we have opportunity for offense. We have opportunity to be mad at God. They're like, well, why did you send us all the way down here? And they said, no, we can't talk to him. There was a choice being made, right? But we said, no, we will remain in honor. We refuse to get in strife. Praise God. Um, if that's what they say, fine. But you know what? God knows exactly where we are. He's the one that sent us here. So we still believe him. I said, listen, ushers and security, they're not in charge of his life. Maybe while he's here in this building for the moment, they're, 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 they're deemed with the duty of, of protecting him and keeping the gift safe. Fine. But guess what? He's a person like the rest of us, and he has to live. He may have to go to Walmart today, and the Holy Ghost can tell us where he is, and we pull up, and we still run into him. I said, God's the one in charge, not hostess, not security. So I said, so we're going to be all set. And wife said, yeah, that's right. Good. All right. So I said, hey, well, we're done. I'm not going to linger around here just to be lingering. Let's go. We're heading out. We, we go into the car. We're going to change, and we're driving back, driving back home. As the Lord leads. So as we proceed to head out, well, one of the gentlemen I know that works in security, he sees me and says, hey, where are you guys going? Like, do you have to leave like right now or can you stay for a few? I said, well, yes, we can stay. Why? What do you got in mind? He said, well, we, my wife and I, we desire to take you to dinner or take you to lunch. It's like lunchtime. I said, okay. He said, well, where do you want to go? I said, we don't care. You know, we're not down here to change your plans. Like wherever you like to eat, it'll be fine with us. Okay, okay. Um, uh, 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 I'll meet you at the car. I'll meet you around the car and then we'll discuss it. Okay. So he goes to his car. We walk to our car. They pull up. And he tells me, he says, so you don't have anywhere particular? No, I have nowhere particular I want to eat. He says, all right, hold on a second. He just looks up. Says, I got it. Let's go. Follow me. Okay, we follow him. We start driving. It's about 25 minutes away from the ministry, the restaurant he chose. But it's heading towards Connecticut, so he didn't, we didn't have to double back. So we're driving, we're driving on the car. My wife and I are talking about, man, God is so good. I, he can just be so faithful. We're reiterating the fact that, listen... Dr. Savelle, Miss Carolyn, they could be at a store or at a gas station. Lord, this is going to tell us because, listen, I, I'm not letting go of the fact I know God told us. To She's like, that's right. I know God told us to be down here. We're going to get. So praise God. We're praising God. Also, my phone rings. My phone rings. I answer it. It's a gentleman who invited us to lunch. And he's like, uh, tell me again why you guys are down here because you're only down here like one day. I was like, yeah, we're only down here one day. He says, well, why did you come down here? Well, the Lord told us to come, be in service. We need to speak to Dr. Savelle and whatever else. Da, 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 da. He said, okay. Um, all right, all right, we'll, we'll talk more when we get to the restaurant. Bye. He hangs up. So then we proceed to drive. Like I said, we get to the restaurant, let my wife out. She goes inside. She tells the hostess how many people we have in our party and what kind of table we would like, make sure we have room. I park the car. The old gentleman parks his car. Him and his wife, they get out. We go into the restaurant, and as we all walk in, she says, all right, the hostess is like, follow me. She proceeds to walk us down to the restaurant, and she brings us to a table, and we are sat right behind Dr. Savelle and Carolyn Savelle in the restaurant. As we start to walk up, we call her mom, Mrs. Savelle. She jumps up, it's the Nichols! She jumps up out of her seat, stops the conversation, whatever they were having at the table, and comes around and gives us hugs. And, oh my goodness, what are you guys doing? And it was all just, and we talked and we shared with dad, and this, it was all it was the best meal we've ever had so far in our lives. I mean, it made the steak taste that much better to see how faithful God was in bringing us in contact with the people. We knew we had to be in contact with, but because we stayed in honor. Now, what happened if we fussed? We got in strife. We got mad at security. And we got upset with this one. Well, forget this place. No, I'm not staying. I ain't going to lunch with you, man. I'm going home. I came all the way down here. I didn't even see who I was supposed to see. Then we'd have missed out. Yeah. But now, the, what happened, why the gentleman called me in the car on the way there is because 
they had a whole thing going on in their car where they're going back and forth because the restaurant he thought of, the one the Holy Ghost gave him, he ended up telling his wife a different name when it came out of his mouth. So she started arguing without that, or not really arguing, but she started disagreeing with that choice because she's like, that restaurant is really not that good. I don't like that place. Don't you remember the last time we went there? But he's wondering, well, why is she saying that? That restaurant is actually good. It's because he told her the wrong one when he told her. So he's like, but no. So they start kind of going back and forth. But no, I don't want to go. No, no, no. So then finally they iron that out. Like, well, what are you thinking? Where, where are you saying we're going again? And when she finally says, oh, no, no, I apologize. Okay, okay, okay. That's not it. That's not it. That wasn't what I was thinking. So he tells her the correct name. Now, when he tells the wife the correct name of the restaurant where we're going, she tells him, oh, well, that's where Dr. and Carolyn Savelle are being taken for lunch. So they knew this driving in the car, and that's why he calls and asks me, why are you down here again? Because he wanted to know, Lord, because he was like, I don't desire to kind of, since I know they're going to be there, I don't de desire to interrupt their, their, their evening or make it seem like we're you know, following them. Because sometimes, listen, that will happen. People will bring people by the house just to kind of see the, you know, the man of God when he should be resting. He did his part. He, he preached. He needs to take a break now. So when he heard Dr. Zell was going to be there, he says, well, no, 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 I'm going to change it then. We're not going to go there. He says, because, you know, I didn't tell him which restaurant we're going to, so I can change it because I don't want to basically crash that party. But then when he went to go do that, Holy Ghost told him, do not change it. I gave you that restaurant for a reason. And that's why he picked up the phone and called me and said, well, why then are you here? And all that came together. So out of the whole state of Texas, God brought us all the way from Connecticut and brought us straight into the presence of the man of God that we desired to be in front of. And we desired to bless, and we desired to obey the Lord and, and, and speak with. And we got out of it. We were supposed to get out of it, and they were blessed out of it, and it was just amazing. And then that couple, they were like, we're so blessed by this testimony. They're like, wow. Like, that was showing them something. They're like, man, you just helped raise our faith to a level. It was like, that's amazing. And then even out of just the restaurant, I mean, out of all Texas, to bring us to that exact restaurant at that exact time as the Holy Spirit is working through people to lead them, we had to sit at that exact table. We could have went to the other end of the restaurant and never knew they were there. And been in the same building the whole time. But God is that faithful. You can't miss out on what he has for you when you honor. I don't care who tries to stop it. I don't care what tries to get in the way. If you remain in honor, nothing can come between you and your destiny. Nothing can come between you and your blessings. Nothing. Now, even with all that, I'm not going to go through all the details of this one. But it happened again. In Massachusetts now. What was that? Maybe two months ago. Dr. Zell's coming to preach. Now, that's closer, at least for us. Praise God. That's only two hours away. <laughs> so we find out, and we were checking the website. Of course, we keep up where they're preaching so we can go and visit. Well, honor my man of God that God has given me. If, if I'm supposed to be there in his service, I'm going to get there. I don't care if it's 30 hours away or it's two hours away. As the Lord leads, we're going to be there. So we're searching his website, and we faithfully keep up with his itinerary to find out where he's preaching. Well, this appointment or engagement wasn't even on there until a day before. We saw it. And we're like, oh, man, look at that. That's going to be right in Massachusetts in a day. So we're like, praise God. God is so faithful. We didn't even miss it. So then we go, and we, we plan for it, so we arrive. We say, okay, praise God. Now, this is a smaller ministry than the one in Texas, so we say it's a bigger chance that we may be able to see him and talk to him. And we prepared a gift for him that we wanted to honor him with. So we had that already and set. And we, once again, though, we didn't call the leadership, tell them that we're coming or anything like that and try to set up any meeting. We said, let the Holy Spirit do it. And we know at this point, if he knows we're there, praise God, he'll, he'll want to speak to us. So we go. It was an excellent. But as we're driving, first thing, our daughter came with us. Before we got there, I said, but first and foremost, above even blessing dad and honoring him and getting the love on him and hugging him and talk to him, is we're going to hear a good message from God. We're going to go hear him preach the word. And on top of that, we're going to be blessed with the honor and, and, and favor to be able to talk to him. 
So we pull in. Sure enough, God bless us. We're able to get front row seats. Said, hey, praise God. We're right there. And we're listening and we're hearing. And, he, and we know he sees us. But when dad's preaching, he's preaching. He's not breaking off to shake hands with us, right? I mean, he's in the zone. His anointing is on him. So he sees us, but he's just going and going and going. Well, praise God, it's good. And as soon as the message is over, they kind of whisk him away. And we figure, cool, he may go in the back, you know, get refreshed, you know, uh, uh, get some water, and maybe he'll, he'll, he'll let them know, hey, I saw Robert Tamara out there. You know, can you call him back? I want to speak to him. And, but yet, service is over. Time's gone. People are dismissing. Things are kind of closing down. And we end up speaking to the leadership, and they say, oh, well, yeah, he had to leave. He had to go. He, once again, he had to. We, we, you know, he wanted to get him back to this hotel room and do what he had to do. We said, okay. <sighs> Once again, it's still going to be tested. Do you get mad? And, 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 or do you just stay in honor? Because the leadership there knew we knew him. They knew we were ordained through him. So you may have the opportunity to think, well, why didn't they say something to him? Why didn't they make more effort to say, well, hey, don't you want to stop and see? They know our relationship. But no, don't get mad. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in charge here. So once again, we leave. The service, take our time. We were already originally planned. After service, we were going to have dinner up there in Massachusetts, and then we would head home. We weren't going to get a hotel. So we're just laughing now in the car on the way to the restaurant. And we already had picked out the restaurant we decided to go to before service. We're laughing on the way, said, man, listen, once again, like we said before, because our daughter wasn't with us in Texas, but now she's with us. So we're telling her, like me and mom said before, God is the one in charge. The Holy Ghost is faithful. We're gonna, listen, if we desire, we'll run into him. But you know what? We're not chasing it down. We're not going to try to make it happen. And then as we pull into the, this restaurant was in a big mall. As we pull into this mall area, which um, this is another town over as well from where he preached. This is another, another town. So we came from Connecticut to one town to another town for the restaurant. But it's still in Massachusetts. We pull in the parking lot. I said, listen, this could be just like in Texas. Dad could be right in this restaurant. And if he is, we run right into him and we still get to bless him and talk to him. I said, but I'm not going to hunt it down. When I walk in, wherever we go to our seats, all I'm going to do at the very most is look to my right, look to my left. If I don't see him as I'm walking, that's it. I'm going to our seat. I'm not hunting it down. What God has for me is going to come to me. And yet nobody stopped that. So as we walk in, sure enough, I'm just looking. I don't see him. So we go around, we take a seat. And we're still praising God, talking about how good the service was. We're talking about how still I'm not. I said, I can get up right now. And I'm not going to do it, though. All this, all this, all this stuff we're talking about. Sure enough, before our food even comes, here comes the pastor from that ministry walking down our aisle straight at my chair. He's on his phone. He's just walking to use the restroom. He looks up. He says, oh, my goodness, you guys, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, Dr. Zavell's right around the corner. You should come see him. <laughs> He's in the restaurant again. So we get up, we're praising God, we rejoice, we get up, we, and we go over there, and as soon as he sees us, man, he just lights up, oh, gives us hugs on. Faithful, faithful, faithful. God is faithful. And when you remain in honor, you will get what he has coming to you. No one can stop it. No situation, no boss, no depression, no economy can stop it if you remain in honor. And that's just on a small part. I mean, we got stories, I can tell you upon stories upon stories of the goodness of God that will be released to you that no one can quit when you decide to get in honor of the gifts he's given you. Yeah. No one can cut. Stop it. The enemy's not strong enough. <laughs> and eventually he's going to come down to that last ditch effort of he's going to try to get you to jam it up. Yeah. He's going to try to get you to get upset about it. You to get aggravated. And when you refuse, that's it. It's guaranteed. Here it comes. Get ready. And that's why you should be talking about it. Just get ready. Prepare. 
It's like a new car coming, cleaning out the garage. Like, I'm, I'm getting all set. It's going to be, you know, you're checking, you're, uh, 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 when you order stuff, what, Amazon or somewhere online, you're just checking delivery date. Okay, we're getting ready. <laughs> it's set. It'll be here by 12 p.m. on Friday. Okay. I'm, you're preparing. God loves that because it shows you trust him. It shows you believe. You're not just saying it. Your actions are lining up. And he's guaranteed he will not let his name be marked as evil or ugly in your house. He is never going to let one of his children feel that he can't provide what he said he would provide. But it happened again. As we talked about it, as we said, right there in the restaurant. Now, like, once again, if we got mad and strife, man, forget eating. We're just going home, and we just pull out. Let's say we still go eat, but we were in strife, and we're talking, oh, well, those people should have this. Nah, we came all this way. Why would God do that? And we start doubting God, or even doubting our ability to hear God who sent us. Then... That pastor decides, you know what, I'll use the restroom when I get home. Let's go. And he just leaves the restaurant, never comes walking down our aisle. Right. I would have been sitting right in the same room with my opportunity, but wouldn't have been able to lay hold of it. Yeah. But because you remain in honor, through the good, through the bad, through the trying, it guarantees you victory. Yeah. It guarantees you victory. So I'm about to need to stop right there. But I'm telling you, honor is a, it's a very simple tool that we can use, but it's a very powerful tool that sometimes will break through walls that nothing else can do. You could have given, given your whole paycheck for that week or all your paycheck for that month and sold into a project, and that wouldn't cause it to break through. But when you honored that man or woman of God, no matter how big or how small, you be led. You let the Holy Spirit show you what it is. Is it carrying it back to a car for them? That's not a hard thing to do, but it's a great thing to God if that's what he told you. You know, uh, uh, like I said, filling the car with gas once a month, or at least you do that. Hey, he's setting you up for something great, greater than even what you're doing for them because it's more blessed to give than to receive. That's why they got to keep giving. You heard Pastor Nicole saying, if you're going to give one, give it to this one because we believe. We know how this works. We will rather give than to receive first. It works every time. And I, if I could give you more, I would have had more time. But I'm telling you, whatever your situation is, you keep doing what you're doing if you're doing what's right, but turn this up. If you've been honoring, just turn it up. And that's the whole Been honoring. Start. Start. And you're going to see the results. You're going to see the results. Amen. Stop that. You want another napkin? No, I got one in my pocket. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. What's going through my head this whole time is, and you said it at the end. You came back. So I had no idea what you were going to talk about. But what's interesting is I have been asking for this message to come. And praying that the Lord would bring this message to Boomerang. Because I know what it will do for you. And so we've been, I've been asking. Here's the other thing. Is that we're in the middle of a shepherd series. Right? And this goes right along with the shepherd series. Because the, what we're seeing in the shepherd series. Is the shepherd can't be the shepherd. Unless the sheep choose the shepherd. They, and they, it's not that they're choosing who they want as a shepherd. They're choosing to accept who God gave them as a shepherd. Yeah, 
It's all of this. You see how this is going along? Now, what would make them, the Holy Spirit, give to them? We got to go to Boomerang in the middle of a shepherd series. When I'm praying for this message, what would make them do it? It's because God is honoring us and honoring, honoring uh, what we want to do because we've honored him. Yeah. This church has a plan and has a mission, and he's honoring that, and this is a part of it. Here's the other thing. I would say in the last two months, Nicole and I personally have felt more honored by y'all than we ever have in life. I mean, we, we have felt more honored, I mean, just not only in what you have been sending our way, just in thoughts and prayers, but things you've been doing. I mean, there, was, there were guys out the house on Friday doing some stuff and just showed up. I didn't know they were coming, you know, and, and uh, what a blessing. Y'all have been doing more things, but here's what you need to see this as. Number one, confirmation of what you've already been doing. The level that you've taken it to is is confirmation. Here's the other thing. As you have honored, you're beginning to receive that honor, whether or not you can see it yet or not. You're in reception of that. But number two, as you honor, the Lord will bring a message like this and say, now I'm going to show you how to even turn it up a notch. Why? Just so that the gifts can be honored alone? No, so that you can turn up the volume of God's honor in your life. He's showing you, all right, here's next level. And that's what happens. There's so many levels of things that you can do in God. And he, once you reach one, you don't go, oh, look, ooh, I have arrived. You know, that's not what it's about. It's about growing to the greatest of your potential in Christ so that out of the overflow, the world is ministered to. And so I would just encourage you, I, you know, personally, and and maybe you played a part so far in the last couple of months where we really have felt honored. Maybe, maybe you have it, but whether you have or you haven't right now, take that opportunity to say, you know what, Lord, I'm. I need more of your honor in my life, and I'm going to step it up even more. I can tell you what I'm sitting here doing the whole time is I'm thinking, man, how can I honor my pastor even more? How can I honor the men that are mentors in my life, that are spiritual fathers to me? How can I, how can I honor uh, the people that you've called? And, Lord, how can I honor the sheep you know, of the flock that is called Boomerang even more? How can I honor you, God? And so no matter where, where you're at or what you're looking at, look, Lord, how can I honor you? And what you're talking about today is one of the best and biggest ways that you honor God is to honor the gifts. And, and I'm glad to have y'all and to be able to thank you for honoring not only God in being here and being obedient, but also to bring the word and just being obedient to be at where God has you, you know, whether it be here or anywhere else. And, and I appreciate you. And we want to honor you too. So we love you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Anything else? All right. Well, let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you. And and before we get fully into the prayer, if you want to talk to Robert and Tamara, just come on over. I know that they will spend uh, some time with you. I think that they actually, some people may be looking for some freedom in your life. And if you feel like they're supposed to pray with you, pray for you, let them lay hands on you, impart to you uh, some of the stuff that they've been picking up, then feel free to do that. So, Lord, right now, we just praise you and we worship you. 
We honor you, Lord. We honor your plan. Lord, we don't just, we don't just zip through life and not pay attention to the flow of the Holy Spirit. We don't just zip through life and, and not pay attention to what's going on. We don't just pay attention to our fleshly, physical life and not pay attention to the spiritual side of things. Not pay attention to your plan. Lord, honor is a part of your plan and ooh, does the devil want it to go away because there's nothing he can do against a believer that will decide to honor God. So, Lord, just knowing that and knowing his plans, we just turn up the heat on our honor. Knowing that the heart of God is an honoring heart. Lord, let us become more like you. Let us become more of an honoring people. And let the things of God rise up to new levels in you. Father, we praise you. We love you. And in Jesus' name, we honor you today we honor your word we honor your plan we honor your gifts we honor your people we honor you in jesus name amen amen have a great day thank you for being here